Welcome to Unwritten Imaginings, where lazy authors talk about story ideas that they'll never get around to writing. New episodes every Sunday. Let us know if you use one of our ideas and we'll give your story a shout out in a subsequent episode. I have officially run out of sales puns, so I'm not going to put one today. <laughs> you know, I could say something about that, or I could just, you know, give my honest thoughts on the matter, which is finally... But I will find something equally ridiculous to replace it with for next week. I might even help you with that, you know? It's our whole gimmick. What would we do yeah. without it? I'm not sure. Hi, everybody. My name is Eunice. I write things, and uh, I have I have difficulty keeping track of how old I am. <laughs> Hi, I'm Atheo, author of Rune and Metagame on Royal Road and Scribble Hub, and... As far as age goes, I mean, it's certainly a thing that exists, yes. And a lot of the time, I can only tell you how old I am because it's very easy math based on the year I was born. Yeah, but then you have to, you have to like, subtract it and then remember whether your birthday has passed or not. <laughs> no, no, I don't. Oh, I see. It's very simple. Anyways, today is one of my ideas. And I'm actually going with the with this magic system that I believe was one of our first discussions that actually led to the creation of this podcast. I had like a, a fairly defined story already set up, but so I'm just gonna do the magic system and then we can repopulate it as we will. But basically the idea is that uh, magic power um, is kind of like a cat, so it kind of a cruise around people who don't really want it. <laughs> I mean, if we're talking about, like, a cat, you know what? I'll say that when you're done. <laughs> okay. And then, uh, it, basically, the, the less you want it, and the better you are at controlling it, the more you get. And then it kind of just, like, reaches a point where you break even, and that you have so much power that you, like, can't not use it. Um, and then that's when you stop accumulating power. <laughs> I see. So I think the big thing that sticks out to me is, like a cat, in anything that I would personally experience, it's not people who don't want it. It's people who don't actively seek it out, but do use it when it appears. Um, like, in the magic system, I'm imagining those people accrue like a medium amount of power but like it's people who like truly don't want it <laughs> don't want anything that it can do uh, aren't don't particularly even care about like you know helping others with it those are the people who like accumulate the most <laughs> that seems kind of like a massive waste and an enormous problem but you know what that's fine <laughs> yeah it's very much a, a system where you're like, which god created this? <laughs> Seems ridiculous. A malicious one. <laughs> but you know, I you know, if I were a god, I would probably do something dumb like that. <laughs> ah yes, come up with the most ridiculous magic system that you can. One that makes it so that the people who want to do nothing are the ones who actually have the ability to do anything. Yeah. What happens if you convince them to use their power? Um, like, as like a one-time? Eh, maybe a one-time, maybe an ongoing basis, who knows. Well, your power level does not go down after you've accumulated it. So, if you manage to, like, 
you know, give someone who's extremely apathetic a purpose in life, then they could use that power. They just wouldn't get any more. Well, if they're using it, but they still don't care about getting more, they probably would. Just not as quickly as they were before. No, no, no. as soon as you want the power or want what the power can do, then, and and you do use it, it's like, you're done. <laughs> okay, so most people have like a bare minimum of... Yeah, so basically everybody usually has a smidge of power. It starts accumulating probably in your late puberty, late teens type of thing, so that children don't kill each other. And then it's like the lowest amount of power are like people who have like really poor self-control and like, you know, they just like, like it as cool. They just use it as soon as they get it. And then above that are like people who like want the power, but are able to like control themselves to, n- to not use it so that it'll grow stronger. And then there are, you know, different gradients of that. And then there's like people who don't like really want the power for anything that it can like benefit them. But they'll, like, use it to, like, help other people. So they don't, like, they don't really want it in and of themselves. But if they have it, like, they'll use it. And then, like, the most powerful people are just, like, I don't, I don't want this. And they spend most of their time, like, meditating. So they, like, don't want anything. (laughs) So that they don't accidentally activate their powers. That actually, I don't think that would work that way. Effectively, because, like, culturally... If that started to happen, people would think that meditating on not wanting things was the way to power. So they'd start to think of that as the path that people who want power take, which means that it stops being an effective method to power. I mean, it's like, at, at a certain point, if you're if you're doing that just to gain power that's usable, you do have to, like, start using it, right? Whereas, like... If you really don't want the power, you'll just keep that going into your, like, 30s, 40s, 50s, and and older. And it, you will continue that, to accumulate that, power. Mm, I don't think so, actually. Because, like, you you specifically know at that point that not using it is what makes your power stronger. So, why not just use it and, like, go live a normal life? Like, using it? F- if you don't want it. Just use it and go live a normal life. Yeah, but using it for the sake of making it stop growing doesn't work that well. <laughs> it's like a very annoying magic that like... <laughs> okay, but even then, like going and living a normal life would be more effective than like secluding yourself. That's true. You know, after the first extremely powerful person showed up, everybody else learned their lesson. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I just don't think that anybody ever would get that powerful. Because, like, if you want it, it doesn't grow very fast. And if you don't want it, then you just live a normal life and use it to keep it from growing very fast. Mm-hmm. So you have, like, a sort of hardish limit there. Yeah. I mean, obviously, when I when I wrote this story, I just took it to the very extreme and made up like a god king but uh it would be have to be a very abnormal and also short-sighted individual to get to that point (laughs) yeah an abnormally short-sighted individual yeah and not even just short-sighted short-sighted 
and without the ability to learn. Well, I mean, it's like, after a certain point, it's like, it, it gets dangerous to use your power. Because, you know, you might accidentally kill people or destroy a small town. <laughs> I mean, I guess, but like, they had to get to the point where they'd destroy a small house before they'd get destroy a small town. That's true. And there's a pretty big scalar difference between the two. Yeah. I mean, the other thing would be if people didn't quite understand how the magic accrues. Um, I don't care if they're medieval. They're not dumb. Like, I mean, like, let's say it was, like, generally known that the later you use your power, the stronger it is. But, like, it wasn't understood that it was more the intention behind not using your power than not using your power itself. Than the literal not using the power? Yeah, or something like that. That that would cause, like, once somebody gets to, like, that crazy level, everybody else would, like, figure it out by, you know, extrapolating or, yeah. Well, the, the problem is that this is something that everybody has access to and everybody can sort of test. Yeah. But it's like, you know, most most people, they follow the thing where you're like, okay, you're turning 14, we're going to teach you how to meditate, and then you're like... Don't use your power and like learn your self-control and meditate and whatnot. And then around age 25, once it's like, you know, powerful enough to do like fairly useful things and you just start using it. That seems like the normal route for someone to go in this world. And then, you know, you, you have a little bit of variation. Like you obviously can tell that like weaker people uh, start using their powers earlier and they seem to have like self-control issues. So... You're kind of happy that, you know, they didn't get very much power. And then, like, you know, people who, like, use it a bit later seem to be a little bit stronger. But, you know, they kind of, like, you know, pseudo-grafted out and figured that the peak uh, efficiency area is around 25. Uh, and then, like, nobody ever really took it to, to the extreme. <laughs> That's not really a thing that makes sense, though. I mean, we don't have to have someone who took it to the absolute extreme. That's just like... Well, I mean, it might happen once or twice really early on in, in this magic development, but like later than that, people are going to understand what the system behind the power is. It's too available for people to not know. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, if there was like a 1 in 10 chance you had access to the power at all, and then on top of that there was the system, it would be better. But, like, if you wanted people to actually not know what it is that power you're looking at, like, one in a hundred people has any power at all. No, no, no. It's, it's everybody. But, uh... Yeah, then they're gonna know the system behind it. Yeah. But, I, I feel like... Now, teaching people to not want something? Very difficult. Ex yeah, like, most people, you know, can muster some self-control, but the actual... Making yourself actually not want something that you wanted is, like, you know... Not really something people can do. Ah. Uh. And then the other the other way around is like people who like actively like dislike their power, even if they use it like constantly and for things that are considered frivolous, it will still slowly grow. Stop that. <laughs> <laughs> the power has to be super annoying, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Pick a main character. Pick a main character. Gross. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on what genre we're trying to write for, doesn't it? 
Because, like, if we're trying to build a comedy, then we want somebody who wants absolutely nothing to do with the power whatsoever. Yeah. If we're trying to build it to a drama, we want somebody who, like, hates using the power but kind of, like, does it anyway because reasons around them. And then we decide what those reasons are. Okay. Um, there are a few other options, too, if you want to throw out other genres out there. Um, I don't... <laughs> Like within within fantasy, I just write. What do I write? I write adventure, comedy, and romance. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm aware. I was just you know hoping that you'd name something else and then we could go somewhere with it. I don't really know what other subgenres of fantasy there are. Like what dark fantasy? Dark fantasy. Like what? What would even be the dark fantasy in a world where everybody has some access to magic? Just like. Monsters abound, uh, and the only people who can protect you are the people who don't care. Uh, well, I mean, if I wanted to do it, I would probably have someone, like, find, you know, a really powerful, like, hermit or whatever, and then drug them, and then in that way kind of enslave the world, or enslave what? them, and then take over the world. <laughs> That seems extremely inefficient, and also, like, you would get killed, definitely. Yeah, I mean, you'd, you'd have to be sneaky about it. Not just sneaky, you'd have to be sneaky and, like, actively... Because you're actively fighting against both their power reaching out automatically based on what you told me, what you told me earlier, plus everybody else who suddenly has a very big reason to get rid of you. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to be, like... Sneaky. Sneaky. That's beyond sneaky. Okay, I'm not saying... you. Okay, I'm not saying, like, I would write this, because obviously I don't write dark fantasy. <laughs> but if I had I'm to... not saying it's a good plan. <laughs> I'm actually specifically saying the opposite. Okay, but, like, you forcing me to branch out from, like, my wheelhouse is going to result in terrible ideas. <laughs> You know what? You write you write plans for other genres villains like you write plans for your own genres villains. I don't have villains. <laughs> I know. I mean, I occasionally have really bad people, but their asses get kicked immediately and then they're out of the story. <laughs> yeah, because they have terrible plans. <laughs> I would also make a bad villain. I have a very straightforward mind that relies on brute force. <laughs> Yeah, it's not really going to work very well, even if you're going to be all sneaky-beaky. Like, if you wanted to take over the world, well, then you would just uh, go around essentially building a cult out of people who don't care by being, like, extremely charismatic and visible. Are, can you really gather a bunch of people who don't care into a cult? Yes, actually, by using uh, really uh, abhorrent tactics. Except that the tactics don't seem like tactics uh, when you're in the middle of them. Because that's how cults do. Uh, yeah, but, like, don't cults, like, target, like, insecure people, not apathetic people? No. They target vulnerable people, not insecure people. That's a different sort of, um, that's a different sort of dynamic, right? Because you can be, you can be vulnerable without being, like, Without feeling insecure or seeming to be insecure. But, like, if you, something changes in your life and then um, the sort of 
people from the the community from the cult reaches out. Um, that's essentially how they get new converts, and it's how they deal with people. Like the entire point of it is to generate a system wherein people who wouldn't otherwise care about it uh, suddenly very much do because it's their community and their support. So they don't get stronger after they after they join per se, but they definitely, you know, are are strong people already. And then on top of that, you have the advantage of if you're generating a cult like this, um, the people like being raised by the cult would definitely uh, not be fans of it for at least the time of their life where their power is most developing. So, you know, they don't want anything to do with the power whatsoever, which is obviously a way to generate a lot of power. Huh. And then if you actually manage a form of social control where they don't explain how you get more powerful and then those kids want nothing to do with the power because what they see, because they see it as, you know, abuse of power, that's very easy for the whole thing to continue on. Uh, in my experience, people who see other people abusing power generally want power to counter them. You have a strange experience then. Okay. I, no, I think you have a strange experience. <laughs> uh, I'm basing mine off of research into cults, not my personal experience. Okay, but the people who don't want to be in the cult don't necessarily, like, not want magic. Also true, but I'm saying that it's a good environment for it to develop. I'm not saying that every single person is going to fall into that category i'm just saying it's a good environment for it to develop and continue okay i mean i guess we could write about that (laughs) i mean if you want to go that direction then we can i was just explaining how you actually go that direction not like kidnap one hermit in the middle of the night and and convince them to take over the world for you like no it's not about kidnapping them (laughs) oh man it was a bad plan, okay? Your your plan is also not great. Much better and supported by <laughs> facts. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, no, I understand you could you could build a cult that way, but it wouldn't be like a cult that automatically generates po- powerful supporters. It doesn't need to. You can still recruit. Especially if like they're, you know, doing the like recruiting young people because they would start using their powers too early. I didn't say they were recruiting young people. Whereas older people ought to have their shit together by then. <laughs> they don't! Ugh. Welcome to reality, unfortunately. Have I mentioned how much I hate people? They're so... Ugh. Despicable. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Why you gotta be such weaklings? It's not about being weak. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. It's about somebody offering you everything you ever wanted and you not realizing it's a scam. Uh, not everything you ever wanted, usually. What they offer you is a lot of the things you want and then say that the rest of it is completely unattainable by anybody and then try and convince you of that. That's, okay, That's that doesn't change my point. I mean, it kind of does, but yeah. No, it doesn't. It's too good to be true. It's a scam. Move on with your life. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. 
Anyways, I'm I'm not for cults unless they get to be wiped out. <laughs> hey, I mean, we could use the cults as an antagonist. Okay. Sure. Let's fight a cult. Hey, we made a cult in an earlier episode, now we're fighting a cult. We also fought that cult, didn't we? No. No? No, that was a cult we were actually happy about. Okay. Uh. Oh. I was thinking of a different episode. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, moving <laughs> on. Um, uh, so, our main character, do we want them to be someone who was sort of related to the cult already? Somebody who got their family inducted into it or something? Or do we want it to be somebody completely outside of it? You know what? I'm I'm growing enamored of this like hermit idea. <laughs> Why? Because it would just like let's just say some guy got a little bit too powerful and then went out into the countryside to live by themselves and you know, they're powerful enough that they can just conjure food and clothing out of nothing, so they literally don't need to have any contact with other people. But you know, over time, starts, you know, accumulating, like, orphans and stray pets. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, and then, like, some of them get murdered by the cult. And now the cult has made an enemy of someone very powerful. <laughs> A revenge plot. Okay. <laughs> so it's like someone who didn't want anything. But you had to go, you had to go poke the dragon. <laughs> Uh-huh. And then... I, I have to say, I, I don't really understand the revenge plot all that well, but you know what? We can go with that. <laughs> it's... I like, I like playing on the psychology of, like, someone who, like, doesn't want anything. Like, what would it take to get them on, like, to get off their ass and start doing things? Apparently killing their adopted orphans. Yes. <laughs> Killing their orphans. <laughs> nah, never mind the fact that it's, like, abhorrently monstrous. Well, I mean, yeah, it would take a monster to wake the monster. <laughs> uh-huh. There we go. Our first chapter is just about the whoever this is being adorable with their adopted orphan children, and then you kill, like, two of them, and then... <laughs> Go off on a revenge bot. Okay. Um. I mean, honestly, you could even make that just, like, before the story starts. Like, okay, they crushed the cult because, like, they're very powerful. Like, honestly, that's kind of boring. Like, what do they do afterwards? <laughs> that would also be boring. <laughs> that's the inherent limitation of this premise. Wait, what was also boring? What would they do after they crush the cult? It would be also boring, because they'd just go back to whatever life they were living. No, 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 no. It, it's too late for that. <laughs> it's too late for that now. I can't be part of that world anymore. <laughs> I've killed too many. There's too much blood on my hands. <laughs> or, like, for instance, if they overdo it and literally there's nothing but a smoking crater at the cult headquarters and now they're in trouble because it's illegal to blow people up even if they are cultists right and now like now people are trying to arrest them um but they're being very rude about it 
and our our main character is so powerful that it's not necessarily safe to annoy them. Cause look, the plot that you're giving right now <laughs> reminds me of web serials that are continued for entirely too long. Like they finish their main plot and then they're just like, okay, now what? And it's just worthless. <laughs> so you're like, yeah, let's skip the main plot here. I mean, is it that interesting for an extremely powerful people to go fight some cultists? If you make them better at hiding, if you make them, uh, if you make there be more of them that are, you know, relatively larger in power than the normal person would be, if not as good as our main character. Okay, so the main character is not god tier. <laughs> no. They're, they're like, super good, but they're not, like, god tier. But, like, they have a mission. They're dedicated. And these cultists are a problem. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I find it very funny. Like, this is very silly to me. Um, you... Honestly, you could make a heck of a satire out of it, just, like, of the revenge plot in general. Yeah. Because, like, you know that the main character is either going to win or going to win and then die. <laughs> Unless it's a tragedy, I guess. But in that case, like, they just, they, they're just kind of dying the whole way through, and that's fine. <laughs> um, okay. Well, no. I, the, the thing about tragedy is, like, you know, a character flaw is their downfall. Uh, which, I mean, the biggest character flaw for, like, anyone in this world is going to be apathy. It's just going to show up all the time. Um, but specifically, uh, I think you could tell sort of an interesting story in the sort of dismantling of, of the cult and essentially... Essentially getting revenge on the person who caused the uh, first deaths to begin with. And then essentially just like leaving part of the structure in place. But not the entire structure. And like um, the story that you'd be telling is essentially like what happens with that. And how you sort of deal with how you sort of deal with the the power structure that this cult created. Um as somebody who's, like, completely outside of it. So it would be, like, sessions of, like, research and, like, finding things out and being stealthy while also being ready at a moment's notice to take out a bunch of a bunch of goons that are sent after you. So you could make it, like, really tense and, like, as long as they're just powerful enough to get out of whatever current situation they're in, it's fine! Wait, are you saying you want the main character to take over the cult? No, I'm saying I want them to, like, try and take down, like, the specific person who gave the orders that resulted in their, um, in their adopted orphans being killed. And then, and then just, like, leave. They're just like, my work here is done. But you haven't gotten rid of the power structures. My work here is done. Uh, so... You want the main character to not take out all the cultists? Yes. Okay. Seems like that's not gonna end well, but... Think about the character you've designed! Okay, so this is a satire by... 
which we kind of a satire take down a call is, is commenting on the genre and then let the ruined aftermath just deal with itself because the main character is not into that kind of thing <laughs> exactly okay i mean i guess we can do that it's not the classic happy ending I like to go for, but it is also not the plot I tend to it's go for. It's not a classy... <laughs> it's not It's not exactly a setup for, like, a happy ending. No. <laughs> no. It is It is kind of a setup for at least a cathartic one. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. You know? <laughs> you know, they kill, the, they kill that one guy, and then, you know what? They're done. That's all we needed to do. Now we can just... Leave. <laughs> okay. Go back to collecting orphans. Um, exactly. And not like in a creepy way, in like a in like a friendly way. <laughs> yeah, the way you collect puppies is not. It's not creepy. We're not making a creepy pervert as a main character. <laughs> okay. Um, do we want to make the cult interesting somehow? I mean, I, I figure that's sort of uh, dependent on whoever's writing this to sort of do their cult research. There's a lot of information out there. It's very detailed, actually. Okay, so yeah, do that. Read about their psychological tactics. It's, it's really heavy shit. I do not recommend getting into it if you're not prepared for that. It's going to be disturbing. Please don't use any of this information in your real life. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, it's generally uh, considered bad form. <laughs> don't start a cult. Um, I say that as someone who may have accidentally started a cult. <laughs> Shh, Not a real we don't cult. talk about that. Just an internet cult. It's different. It really is. And... You know, they only joke about making blood sacrifices. <laughs> oh, that was joking? I hope so. <laughs> Otherwise, there's a hell, the whole pile of dead maidens I'm going to have to deal with. <laughs> uh, they're nowhere near you. It's fine. <laughs> okay. I don't think it's, tra I don't think it's traceable. Okay. <laughs> Just for reference, I'm joking. Yeah, and just for reference, do not sacrifice virgins. Like, why Why would an evil god want dead virgins? <laughs> it makes no sense. Okay, anyways, off topic. Do we... I think we're kind of done. <laughs> yeah, okay, uh, was... a little bit of a quick one this time, but that's fine when it shows up. Okay, so uh, if you like this idea for some reason... <laughs> Or maybe just the magic system and you have a different idea for the main character. Write it. Email us at listeners at unwrittenimaginings.com. Uh, and again, even if you end up just using tiny pieces of what we've uh, said here, uh, it might be enough for us to uh, shout you out. So, you know, email us. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, actually, uh, weren't we planning to up the frequency of our guest episodes? Yes, we're going to do So I think we should announce that. So in approximately two months, you'll start noticing that our guest episode frequency has gone up to one in three. 
two months from time of recording or two months from time of posting? Okay, no. So two months from time of recording. So in the next few weeks, our frequency will have gone up to one in three for guest episodes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, just edit all of that out. Our episode frequency is going up to one in three for guest episodes. There. The actual... The actual episode frequency of one per week isn't going up. It's just that one every three episodes is going to be a guest episode. Yes. So if you would like to be a guest on our show, email us at uh, guests at unwrittenimaginings.com. Otherwise, I'll continue to just harass people on Discord. (laughs) (laughs) If you find Eunice's Discord and then... then, uh... DM her about being a guest, that's also possible. Uh, my Discord username is Eunice5656, number sign 9988. Oh, so we're going fully public with it, okay. I mean, it's fine, I guess. If I randomly get a million <laughs> friend requests, I'll be very confused as to who's listening to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, and then you'll change it so that you can only get messages from people on your servers, I assume. Yeah, I guess. Otherwise, yeah, you can join my writing Discord server by looking at the author's notes on Fantasia if you really want to. (laughs) Anyways, so that was a very long end talking. I'm just, let's just, let's just end this. (laughs) Oh yeah, just end it. Bye. Okay, bye. (laughs)